welcome to a new episode of the Cut Life Podcast. We are full force into the new year, and I can't be more excited. I don't know, for some reason, 2019 feels a little different. I know people say this every year, but seriously, this year just feels like it's off to an amazing start, and I'm looking forward to some things that um, we have in the works. And all of you who have tuned into our podcast from the beginning, you know that we interview the best hairstylists in the game. But the beauty industry isn't only about hairstylists. It's about the movers and shakers behind um, the business. And I didn't want to go into a new year without talking to some of these movers and shakers. One in particular... Tristan Walker, founder and CEO of Walker and Company Brands. And I'm sure unless you're under a rock, um, you follow the Cut Life and the Cut Life men. You've seen his brand Bevel on our page tons of times. And we're also huge fans of Nas. Well, I guess I should say I'm a huge fan of Nas. I don't want to put that on everybody um, who's been a part of the brand as well. So I would like to welcome Tristan Walker to the show. Hi, Tristan. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for being here. Um, We've talked offline before, but as we were getting, you know, the schedule together for the podcast this year, I'm like, look, I know some amazing people that do not (laughs) have anything to do with doing hair and myself included. So I'm like, we have to expand, (laughs) you know, the reach here and talk to some people behind the scenes that are really making some innovative things happen. And I'm so excited about um, what you have going on with the brand, with Bevel, with Bevel Skincare, Form Beauty. Um, But before we get to all of the new and exciting things that you have going on, I would love for you to talk a bit about um, the journey to actually creating Walker & Company brands and why you decided to get into this grooming and beauty space. Of course, of course. First, first, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Uh, Thank as you, you know, like we we've been talking about your brand for a long time, and it's it's wonderful to see how how your community is growing. So you know, keep it up. Thank it's, you uh, so much. We need you out here. Um, you know, my my story is is pretty simple, and you know, I couldn't shave for 15 <laughs> years of my life. Um, every single way that I encountered facial hair removal um, before I started Bevel, it sucked. Right. Um, you know, I remember using a depilatory cream for like 14 years of my life, stunk up my bathroom, burned my face, right? oh. discolored the skin, that sort of thing. It's the worst. Um, then, you know, um, at the time, I was using some multi blade razors that actually cut the hair beneath my skin, right? We have curly hair, the hair grows right back into your skin, leading to things like razor bumps, irritation, that sort of thing. And then, you know, you use trimmers, right, at the barber shop or wherever else. Um, and, you know, for a lot of barbers, you know, I've been blessed to have some really, really great ones, but for a lot of barbers, you have to consider things like, you know, they're cutting other people's hair, they're putting that same trim on your face, right? Um, and if you have a barber that's kind of not necessarily keeping up with um, kind of cleaning everything, that sort of thing, you're subject to these same irritation issues. So I was like, man, for 15 years, this is a problem that no company out there is not only making things for me. Um, but they're not speaking to me in the way that um, I'd like to be spoken to. The retail experience, when I go walk down these aisles, you know, I always have to walk to a certain aisle um, that really only has a shelf with products that are made for me. The packaging is outdated. The products don't work. Right? Um, and I felt we deserve better, particularly when you consider 
how culturally influential we are, how much money we spend on this stuff, and we loop in kind of um, kind of other folks of color, um, you know, black, Latino, Asian consumers. We're the majority of this country in 20, 30 years, and we're the majority of the world right now. Um, so I was like, wow, like there's a wide open opportunity uh, to build a company that delivers solutions to our problems, right? And we're going to do it in a way uh, that speaks to the audience in a way that's authentic. Uh, we're going to do it with what we believe to be great prices, um, and we're going to lead with innovation and a beautiful brand. And, and I've been blessed and fortunate, at least at the start of Devils and eventually with Form Beauty, um, to, to be able to do that. Uh, right now we have 36 different products in our portfolio. Uh, you know, we have distribution in places like Target, Amazon, Sephora. Um, you know, we have a small but very, very um, motivated team um, to solve these problems because nobody else is trying to do it in the way that we are. Um, so, you know, it's been five, six years <laughs> of doing that, and we're not going to stop. It's interesting when you talk about um, the journey to creating the brand because it mimics a lot of the issues that black women have faced when it comes to mm -hmm. hair care products and the boom that you see, you know, in the natural hair community or even just black hair care in general with a lot of independent brands over the last, I would say, five or so years that have sprouted up because of the exact same issue, just going down the aisles, not seeing products that serve us, that speak to what our needs are. And I'm glad we're having this conversation because, you know, the men are like, hey, y'all are not the only ones with beauty issues here. You know, we right. we go through it, too. And we have, you know, issues that need to be solved and people to speak for us. So I'm glad that, yeah. you know, we're having this conversation because I hear this all the time, but it's usually catered towards the women and not yeah. the men. Well, um, what's, what's interesting about the whole thing, one, one fact that people might not um be aware of is like 30% of our customers should devil a woman. Oh, wow. Right? Um, and of course, like, you know, some of that is kind of women using the products for themselves, right? Because they suffer from the same issues um, as well. Um, but also women buying it on behalf of their loved ones, right? Um, so, you know, when we're developing our products, we're not only speaking to men, we're speaking to women too, right? Um, in a way that we all deserve to be um, engaged, right? And that's very, very important to me. Uh, to participate in that conversation. Uh, we're still learning, right? Um, I think a lot of retailers, a lot of brands are um, starting to learn, even though a lot of them, we believe, are 10, 15 years behind the curve on some of this stuff. Um, but we're getting there, right? And I think the response um, to our uh, launches, the response to the creative we put out, uh, tends to be pretty consistent uh, because people now know what to expect from them. No, absolutely. All of the marketing behind the brand is very captivating to me. And it's so easy for us to repost content on our platform because we're like, hey, who doesn't want to see a bunch of handsome men <laughs> talking about <laughs> their daily routines? And even yeah, with the Cut Life yeah. men, our audience is still women. It's like fly haircuts and, you know, yeah, grooming from a woman's perspective. So it, it definitely it definitely fits. And, you know, throw a little Nas up there, Marcus Harvey. <laughs> we're like, oh, we'll hey. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, send, we'll send some more content your way. <laughs> no, no, we're, all, we're always down for that. Um, let's talk a bit more about the technology um, and as it relates to Bevel and what separates the product from other clippers that you might buy in the store? Yeah, so, you know, Bevel, um, you know, we have a number of product lines now, right? So we started with our shaving system, right? Then we launched our trimmer. 
And then recently we launched both our beard balm and our skincare system, uh, which you know, is very exciting. I'll go through each one. Right? Um, so on the shave side, we're the first and only infant shaving system designed to help reduce, prevent razor bumps and irritation. I mean, shaving has been around for over 100 years, and nobody tried to solve this issue. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so, you know, we have, you know, single-blade, double-edged safety razor, cuts the hair level with the skin, not beneath. If you remember earlier when I said cutting beneath the skin when we have curly hair is worse, right, because it's going to grow into your skin. Uh, we don't have that. Um, our products are clinically tested to work. Uh, not only the razor uh, that we sell and the blade that comes with it, but also the priming oil, shave cream, restoring balm um, as well, right? Um, so, you know, we are teaching a generation of, of men to shave, if you think about it, right? Like a lot of our customers are shaving for either the first time ever um, or the second time ever because the first time they tried to use something that didn't work for them and they've written off shaving forever, right? So I'm proud uh, that we're teaching like a, a generation and even, um, you know, older men uh, to shave the right way, right? And that's a really meaningful thing to me. Particularly when I think about, you know, my four-year-old who eventually will, um, you know, need to learn how to do that himself. Oh, now he's he hooked up now. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he'll be all right. <laughs> the second product that we have is the trimmer. And this is what we well know for your guys um, helps us um, kind of promote the trimmer as well. Um, we believe we have the most advanced trimmer on the planet, right? Um, there are a number of things that we wanted to fix um, with the trimmer experience overall. Um, that were really important, uh, particularly considering kind of the competitors out there in this space. First, um, you know, we wanted to really rethink how people thought about power for a trimmer, right? So, you know, most trimmers come with cords, um, you know, and there's this perception that, you know, when you have things with cords, it has a little power. Once you go cordless, it loses power, right? So we kind of developed the trimmer that will get you four-plus hours of cordless battery life uh, with no drain and power, um, which, you know, is a bit of a feat uh, considering a lot of the other kind of competitors out there. Additionally, um, most trimmers that people are familiar with, um, if you wanted to tighten the tolerance to get a sharper line, you got to get your screwdriver out. you got to unscrew the blades from the body. Then you got to put the bottom blade and the top blade on a table to hope that it's level. Then you got to hold it tight. Then you got to put it back on the trimmer. Then you got to screw it back in. Then you got to hope that it's still lined up. Right? Like that whole process can take a long, 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 long time. Um, so we developed the blade that can just snap on and snap off. Um, and with a kind of patent pended like thumb wheel, so you can adjust the tolerance and the sharpness. Right? So think for a second. If my four year old sits in the chair with a barber, um, and he can't take as sharp a line as I do, just given his sensitivity, right? The barber just needs to snap it off, move the wheel to the left, snap it back on, and cut my son's hair, right? Um, simple enough. Additionally to that, the R blade is coated um, with kind of antimicrobial material, right? So it repels things like dirt and oil and water and other impurities, right? So you don't have to worry about cleaning your blade. Now think, think about that. Right, like an actual trimmer um, where you don't have to worry as much about kind of cleaning it over and over because it already comes equipped uh, with you not having to do that, right? Um, and there's all types of other tools, right? Like it operates 30 degrees cooler than other trimmers on the market, yada, 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 yada. I mean, not to um, mention it just looks sexy. Like, let's just keep it, it real. Yeah, it's a sexy product. Yeah, when you see the bevel nice. blade, you're like, ooh, <laughs> this looks yeah, nice. We worked, hard. <laughs> we worked hard on it. You know, the, the interesting thing about all this stuff, we, we developed a shave system in six months, like concept to launch. We developed a trimmer in a year, concept to launch. 
Um, and now across all of our portfolio, we have like hard goods, we have soft goods, we have electric goods. So like we care about like innovating this stuff. And even our trimmer has been upgraded like four or five times without people realizing it. We just push it into production. So, you know, at least on the, the shave side, the trimmer side, there's clear differentiation. And when I think about skincare and, and, you know, you can kind of throw in beard here because men with beards still need to take care of their skin beneath the beard. Right. Yes. Um, preach. You know, preach. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I think about it, you know, think about, uh, is there any other skincare line catered to the needs of men of color? And none that I can think the of at is, all. Right? <laughs> now, Take it one step further. Like my True North's brand is to be the number one personal care brand for men of color around the world. Who else is trying to claim that? Yeah. Right? Not <laughs> like, me. <laughs> now you start to, if you go one step further than that, like we can really, really preach about it. But here's an opportunity for us, and we've been doing this from day one, like staking a claim for that purpose. Um, and we will forever see a claim to that purpose. Um, because nobody cares about staking a claim to that purpose, right? Um, so that allows us to focus. That allows us to develop solutions to problems as opposed to just developing things. Um, and we will not stop until we attain that. That is a quotable right there. I always like to pull those out. Solutions to problems <laughs> and not just right. creating things. That is amazing advice for any entrepreneur that's trying to launch a business. Because I think a lot of times people just focus on, I just want to make money, but they're not really solving a problem or filling a void. Um, and I think that's what's helped with the cut life as well, because that yeah. conversation around short hair wasn't happening, but clearly it was important, just like the conversation right. around grooming needs to happen and happen in such a sexy way, um, which I would love to talk more about the advertisements that you put out of and the, create, the creative content that you put out, because when I watch it, it's like watching a documentary about oh, black I'm men sure. and how amazing they are. And we need to celebrate that. Um, and so I would love to hear about, you know, your thought process around it when you're creating this content and how much, you know, grooming is just a part of our culture in general because we love to look fly. We're a fly people. You That's know? right. That's right. That's right. I mean, I um you know, I started the company with this view that, um, you know, all global culture is led by American culture, which is led by black culture in the U.S., right? Like, I fundamentally believe that uh, food, music, dance, and all that. Um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to kind of show that um, in our grooming, beauty habits, needs, et cetera, right? You look at even the success of things like Fenty, right? Like, what we're doing, like, it's, it's a renaissance, and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. I'll just kind of start with a story. This is, like, foundational. You know, fortunately, like we're um, kind of partnered. Um, recently, we kind of announced a merger with Procter and Gamble. Um, but over the years, um, gosh, for the past five years we've been running this business, we've had the kind of good fortune to meet with a whole bunch of CEOs, <laughs> right, um, of large um, kind of health and beauty companies who come and want to learn, like, how do we build the community that we do, right? How do we um, produce things so fast and that sort of thing? I'm speaking to one CEO. Uh, of a company that also sells shaving products, right? Now, um, this company probably pumps out millions and millions and millions and millions of, like, razors a year, right? Um, and I asked him a very simple question. I showed him some of our marketing and all that stuff. I asked him a question. I was like, when was the last time you ever saw a black man shave in an ad? Mm. Right? Now, this is the CEO of a pretty well-known uh, kind of shaving brand. I feel like I'm guessing the never. brand in my head right now, but I won't yeah. say it. <laughs> That's a surprise, actually. Like, it's not one of the obvious ones, but like if you heard it, you would know. Okay. Um, and he said no. 
And in fact, he didn't only say no. <laughs> he was like, oh, actually, the last time I saw um, <laughs> was was Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. Oh, wow. And at that point, I'm sitting across the table, and I'm having this moment like, whoa, like this is like foundational right now. And like they can't even like understand as a CEO in this company why kind of putting that um, kind of in an ad and doing it the right way is important. Now, we're like four or five years into the business at this point. We're like, man, like we are doing the right thing. So, look, I mean, uh, the way that I think about it is, you know, what kind of brand do I want to support? <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I have the good fortune to be a little bit selfish, <laughs> right, in that regard. Um, you know, I've had to deal with this issue for 15 years. I've had to deal with the same marketing for 15 years, right? I haven't been spoken to for 15 years, right? My problems haven't been solved for 15 years. Right, so when we um, kind of develop that content and that branding, right, um, we're telling the stories that um, deserve to be told. We're telling the stories that are relevant. Why is it relevant, right? Because, well, you know, our employee base reflects the diversity of our consumer base, right? So we know we're not faking this stuff, right? We hold each other accountable, um, and that's why I think our visuals are so consistent. Like we do not ship anything that we do not believe in. And I think that's what I've been very, very, very proud of. Um, I am more than willing to sacrifice revenues um, for the sake of believing in what you ship, <laughs> right? Um, it is important that we believe. Um, and it is important that these stories make sense. You know, we the, recently we um, kind of did this campaign, Bevel Classics, um, season two of it, where we put folks like T.D. Jakes, uh, Black Thought, Big Daddy Kane in, in the chair. And, you know, the wonderful thing I learned about brand, which is why I think Double Classics really brought it home for me, is someone always told me, you know, Tristan, like, brand is not what you say it is, it's what they say it is. And when I hear um, not only what our consumers say about us, but also um, the folks we work with, like Black Thought, T.D. Jakes, what they say about us, it's all consistent, right? So, you know, when Black Thought talks about, um, you know, being in a barbershop and it's not being about lines, it's about lineage, right? Mm. Um, when when T.D. Jakes talks about the fact that, um, you know, the, the barbershop is important, right? Because outside of it, black men just don't talk, <laughs> right? Very true. Like, how do we, like, tell these stories that we know to be true, right? Um, but, you know, they just need to be, we need to be reminded of these things, <laughs> right? And Bevel really being the conduit for that storytelling, I think we have an important place in the world, and I'm very, very proud uh, of the fact that we have the ability to do it. Um, and, you know, we're not going to stop until um, people tell us to, but I don't think that'll happen soon. I love it, Tristan. <laughs> it's bigger than the blade, you see? Yeah, that's right. Bigger than yeah, the blade. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so one of my favorite things that I've heard recently, because obviously people listening to the podcast live everywhere, but I'm personally based in Atlanta and I hear mm -hmm. that Bevel is moving to Atlanta or Walker and Company Brands is moving okay. to Atlanta. So why ATL? Yeah. So a couple of reasons. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, we're going to be moving in the next couple of months. Um, first. Atlanta is our biggest city by any metric imaginable, right? Um, sales, e-commerce, retail, all that stuff. Two, Atlanta has shown us love since the very beginning, right? I mean, you and I have been speaking for, like, years on some of this stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Marcus is down there, right? Like, a lot of our um, kind of core friends uh, and others, like, are down in Atlanta. So we need to be there. Third, we just need to be close to um, where our customers are so we can have conversations with them, right? 
um, for. Um, you know, when I consider the diversity of the area, when I consider how much it's growing, you know, I feel um, I moved out here in Silicon Valley in 2008. And that's when, like, I had this feeling like something special was going to happen here. And fortunately, it has over the past, like, 10 years or so, and I've been very blessed to like, be a part of that. But Atlanta, to me, every time I go there, it's, I get that feeling that I had in 2008, but it feels like it's that way in every industry. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Um, and it's, I haven't felt that in any city ever, where, like, something is about to pop off in every single industry, whether that be entertainment, like, corporate, startups, tech, right? Everything. Um, so that like energy, <laughs> right? And they're all related like, I'm, to I'm each other at the end of the exactly. day. All of those industries, exactly. you know, they're so fluid and work together. Well, I mean, I think what what that really boils down to, and it's the last one, is culture. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, Atlanta really being the the glue that binds all that stuff together, right? And I'm just excited to learn. Like I, I'm not bringing the company there to stick any type of claim, <laughs> right? Um, not at all, right? Like, I'm going there to learn and figure out how we can actually support that ecosystem, right? Uh, where folks believe that we can be supportive. Um, but, you know, it is the right decision for the company. Um, it's been something that I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, and fortunately, kind of recent, recent partnership provides us a ton of flexibility and leverage to be able to do it in the way that we believe that we can. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I love Atlanta, and Atlanta has raised me. I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island, but I've been in oh, Atlanta. Wow. I know, right? They're like, there's black people in Rhode Island? I'm like, yeah, there are a few. I'm probably related to all of them. Just a couple, just a couple. But um, Atlanta raised me and provided so many opportunities just from college to interning to having my own PR agency and now doing the cut life and just the relationships that you build here, um, especially sure. within those spaces like entertainment and tech. It's such um, just a, I don't know, it's a different feel. I guess you get more of a family feel here yeah, than yeah, you get in yeah. other places like L.A. or New York um, yeah. and love those cities well, as well. But, you know, there's nothing like well, ATL. My, my son, like, you know, I want him to grow up. Right in a place that um, has that energy is wonderfully diverse. Right, has like you know a burgeoning great black middle class. Right, I'm. I, I mean, I, I think for him, right, and for my family. I mean, there's like personal reasons for it too. This is the way we move. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't hurt to have a mayor named Keisha. You know, it doesn't. There, hurt. there you go. <laughs> it definitely. It definitely does not hurt at all. No, I'm excited, and hopefully the Cut Life and Bevel can collaborate on some in-person consumer events and some cool stuff once you yeah. get settled in the city. No, I mean, our, once, we, once we're settled in, I mean, this, this is really the, the opportunity for us, which I'm excited about, is to do more things locally, right, um, to support each other, um, to, you know, offer any kind of advice, feedback where I can. Uh, for people who are going through the things that we did for the past five years, right? But kind of even more important uh, to meet the people who supported us this this long, right? Like I am, I'm hyped about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, once I touch down, like let's definitely uh, find some ways to work here. Oh no, you know this is already planting the seeds right here, Tristan. Know, this is what I we're know. doing. This is this is what it's all about. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, before I let you go, obviously we have a lot of people that listen that are always looking for just 
business advice, entrepreneurship advice, advice on just being greater in life in general. So mm-hmm. let's just talk about business and how you've been innovative in finding a solution to a problem that affects so many people. What's some advice that you would give to entrepreneurs that feel they have this idea that can help solve a problem, but they just don't know where to start? Yeah, um, I'd say, well, there's a whole bunch of things, right? First, um, I'd be lying if I told people um, or didn't tell people, like, this stuff is hard. Listen. (laughs) You have to go into this knowing that this is difficult, right? Like, I've had no shortage of the crazy stuff, like everything that could happen to a company happened to it. I've had the panic attacks. I've had the stress. I've had the anxiety. I've had all that stuff. Right? Like a lot of people see a lot of the kind of positive mentions and all that, but this is grind work, you know? Um, so I think the first thing that you know, I always like for people to realize is this is no easy show, right? But kind of where's the hope in that? And I, you know, I always like to kind of talk about Tyler Perry told me something. Uh, one time, and it stuck with me. And I think it's the best, not only business advice I've ever received, but probably like the best life advice I've ever received. Honestly, um, you know, I got to interview him a few times, and in like one-on-one fireside chats with some small business owners, we're doing it for Amex, I think. Yeah, Amex, um, and we were in LA, and I'm interviewing him with Q and A, and then one woman raised her hand, um, and she's like, "Mr. Perry, Mr. Perry." You go through all these different trials and tribulations. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, what do you do to get back up? Right? And what he said next, like, really stuck with me. Um, and, you know, I joke all the time that, like, when he said it, you know, I, had, I forgot that I was interviewing him. And I, like, paused for, like, 30 seconds. It was, like, this awkward moment. <laughs> like, yeah. I had to realize I had to continue. He said he realized his potential. Now, this is a man who, like, is one of the highest paid guys in Hollywood, he started, like, homeless for a while, right? Um, he said he realized his potential as an entrepreneur when he understood that the trials you go through and the blessings you receive are the exact same thing, mm. right? And, you know, what he meant by that was, like, you know, those trials you go through are lessons or lessons or blessings, right? Appreciate them for what they are. So people should expect the trials, right? And it wasn't until I started to expect the trials that, like, I got a little bit more sanity about this stuff. I got a little bit more patient about this stuff, right? So when those trials came, right, I found a blessing in them. I knew that, um, you know, it was going to be a season. Seasons don't last forever, right? Some are shorter, some are longer, but they always end. Um, and those seasons can be both positive and negative, right? So, you know, I just tell folks, if you believe um, that you have a solution to a problem, if you believe, that you're uniquely positioned to be the one to solve that problem for people, because that's like a really important part, right? Because anyone can solve a problem, but you're being uniquely positioned to do it gives you that added advantage. If you believe those things, right, you've got to believe that that trial, any trial that you go through is going to be a blessing because you're going to see those trials. And the more patient you are, um, then the more patient you are relative to other people, you're bound to be successful. By your own definition of success, and I'll kind of end with this, have a definition for success, right? Um, Because I think one thing that a lot of people um, kind of get into this not realizing is what ambition they have, Mm -mm. right? It's very different trying to build a billion-dollar business than trying to build a half-a-million-dollar business, 
right? And you have to be deliberate about your purpose and what you want to do, right? And you got to also understand how much more difficulty and how much more trials you have to go through in either of those scenarios. The minute you have definition about that, that allows you to kind of see around those trials and blessings a little bit to your, to your benefit and your fit, right? Um, so I know it's a long-winded way of... Um, no, it wasn't long-winded. You're dropping gems over here. But, Listen, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, like this is, this is really a culmination of the past five, six years of things that I've had to go through and learn and, frankly, be humbled by, right? Um, really humbled by. Um, but I'm thankful for all that because now... I think I can be pretty good at this. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think you're more than pretty good at this. I think you're actually quite amazing at this. And I am so excited for the future of Walker & Company brands. I'm counting down the days when you guys are in Atlanta so we can go hang out, you know, get you nice and fat with all the food here. Um, (laughs) No, we won't do that because I'm actually a health nut. I'm like in the gym all the time so I'm really just talking. But but no, um, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone that is listening, you can follow Tristan Walker on Instagram at Tristan, T-R-I-S-T-A-N Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R and um, if you go to the bio, all of the brands and the company um, Instagram handles are there highlighted. So you can click and follow all of those as well. And you'll see Bevel, of course, on The Cut Life very often. So make sure you support. I mean, this is a brand that is for us by us. <laughs> Not to quote FUBU, but hey, it is what it is, right? Um, but thank you again for joining us. This was a very enlightening conversation, and I look forward to having more with you soon. Thank you. Well, that was an amazing interview. I love talking to founders and CEOs of companies. Considering that I am a founder and CEO as well, that type of knowledge is priceless to me because you want to hear about what other people had to go through, different stages in their career, you know, going from independently launching a product to actually getting acquired by Procter & Gamble, um, having to figure out where to relocate your headquarters and, you know, the decision, the reason behind the decisions. Because a lot of times we see the headlines when things happen with different companies, but you don't necessarily get the inside on why those decisions were made. So it's always cool to get exclusives like that. And I mean, not to mention Tristan is cool with Nas. So my whole goal is like, when are we doing the Cut Life Men, Bevel, Nas, event have Marcus Harvey come and cut heads because I just want to sit there and you know talk to Nas while he's getting his hair cut that's my goal in life so I'm sure Tristan can help make that happen uh, but yeah no this is great and I think that we will definitely have more um, executives in the beauty industry on because the business behind beauty is just as important as the creative part and it's interesting to me because that's what I do I'm more of a business behind the scenes person so i love 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 these conversations so yes definitely follow tristan walker and bevel and as always you can log on to livethecutlife.com for new content make sure you're following us at the cut life on instagram to hear joy and big med as well and we will see you next time or talk to you next time you know.